When I lose my way and I forget my name, remind me who I am. In the mirror, all I see is who I want to be. Remind me who I am. In the loneliest places, when I can't remember what he says. Tell me. Once again, who I am to you, who I am to you. Tell me, lest I forget who I am to you, that I belong to you. To you. When my heart is like a stone, Running far from home, remind me who I am. When I can't receive your love, afraid I'll never be enough. Remind me who I am. If I'm your beloved, would you help me? this next song, why don't we all just do something all different? We can all close our eyes. Make it a worship time between you and God tonight. Just uh, think about the words of this song. Think about the, uh, how he gave his life for us. Because he came and died for us, our sins are forgiven. He was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our sins. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. By his wounds, by his wounds we are healed. He was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our sins. The punishment that upon him 
Well, good evening, and welcome to 724. Um, you know, we can leave the lights down, because we're going to watch a video in a second here. But thank you. I can see your extreme effort. It's really appreciated. <laughs> but, uh, well, I'm glad you guys could be here tonight. Uh, obviously, uh, Ken is not here tonight. He is down at Hilton Head, um, while we are up here in our springtime snow. Um, I couldn't believe it. I woke up this morning. I was, you know, it was like 5:30. I'm like, I'm like, what? Yeah, snow. But it is what it is. So I'm still gonna kill that groundhog up in Punxsutawney. Says spring was gonna be early. But uh, so, um, yeah, tonight it's just us. But that's okay. Um, I have a couple announcements. Uh, we next week there's going to be no 724 uh, because. We want everyone to be here for Good Friday, and that's on Friday night. That's a Good Friday service, um, and that is at a time that is at 7. And so, <laughs> <laughs> so um, we hope that you can be here. Um, we want to pack this place out. They're going to do some special music for that, and um, you know, it's, gonna, it's, always, it's always a good night. It's a good night to remember, a good night to reflect, and uh, so we want everyone to be here for that. So no 724 next week. Um, also, um, whenever we have our handout, there's handouts um, that we're, are going to come around. There's also a flyer that's going to come out, and it's going to be for a concert. At, uh, on April 11th, there is a concert at Cal U. It's going to be the Newsboys and uh, the new Newsboys. Not, you know, I, I, guess, I, I guess I don't have to clarify that anymore, but the, the Newsboys. And then uh, Britt Nicole is supposed to be there, and then... Um, yeah, there's an introducing Campbell. I'm not sure who that is, but it's probably going to be good. Um, if not, you still got the rest of that. So, um, but that um, we're trying to get a group rate. But we're you know so if you're interested, um, let me know. Uh, you know if you're definitely interested, then you can let me know tonight. Um, or you know we can. Yeah, I will have to make a way to sign up for that. Um, but we want to get a group rate. I think it's fifteen dollars if we get the group rate. So and that's done at Cal U. So we can. You know, however you want to get down there, commute, 
you know, fly down 43. We can see who can get there the fastest. I don't know. Um, if somebody gets pulled over, then that clears the way for the rest of us, right? Like, every time I pass a cop car on the highway, I'm like, all right, I'm good for at least 10 more miles, you know, because that cop's busy. There's no way they have another cop ready to go. Um, I don't know if that's true. I've never had a speeding ticket yet, so um, we will, uh, well, I just hope for the best for that. Um, what other announcements? I think that's the only announcement. Is there anything else? Anyone else? Anyone want to announce anything? Anything going on? Is there something big happening? Wow. You guys live exciting lives. Well, you're not, you're, are, you, are your dogs getting married? Well, yeah, they could, maybe they found two guys. I don't know. Maybe one's going to marry Python. Um, Monty. That's, uh, Brandon got this snake, sorry. Got me thinking about it. So, um, anyhow. Uh, bef- okay, absolutely. All right, so anyone, if you're a Christian and you pray, um, you know, I mean, don't just tell Tim that you're going to pray about his job. You write down and really pray about it. Um, I'm going to write that down right now. I can find my pen. It's normally on this ear, but with a microphone, it doesn't sit well, so it's on this ear. Uh, I'm going to write that down. Tim, job. Hopefully, I know what that means later. I'll be like, why is Tim and Job? <laughs> Who is that? What's a reading? I've been married, and I don't even know what that is. Well, in the Catholic church. Oh, this is Catholic yeah. wedding. I, Catholic church, I've never been in a Catholic wedding. Wow. Oh, wow. That's an honor and a privilege. And uh, is there a certain translation that you have to read? This isn't the Apocrypha or something. Okay. Good. Very good. Well, that's exciting. Wow. I've never been asked to do a reading. You have? Wow. You have famous people here. You guys are talented. Oh, okay. Well, very good. Um, so anyhow, um, to get started tonight, uh, we're going to watch a uh, small video clip. So if you guys want to watch that, and we'll uh, get us get us introduced. It, it was a different kind of Passover, to say the least. Um, <coughs> I remember right when we sat down, Philip leaned over to me, and he whispers, Hey, Thomas, I feel like something special is going to happen tonight. <laughs> I looked at him. I said, I doubt it. I was wrong. Jesus got up from the table. He, he walked over and grabbed a basin of water and a towel. And I remember at the time thinking to myself, what's Jesus doing with the foot water? You know, I doubt he's going to wash somebody's feet. <laughs> I was wrong. He knelt down and began to wash Bartholomew's feet. Bart just sat there. He, uh, he didn't say anything. He didn't move. None of us did. Jesus finished and went on to James and Andrew and the rest of us. I remember at the time thinking, this is so strange, yet wonderful. 
And then I thought, I doubt anybody's going to say anything right now. I was wrong. You know who broke the silence? Peter. No way you're going to wash our feet. I mean, that's what I told him. He could wash other people's feet, but he wasn't going to wash mine. I looked at him and I said, Jesus, you're not going to wash our feet. I mean, you're the king. And he looked at me and he said, well, then you can have nothing to do with me. And I'm like, ouch. Okay, wash my feet, wash my hands, wash my whole body if you have to. And he looked at me and said, no, your feet will be fine, Peter. In the midst of him washing our feet, he teaches us servanthood. Then Jesus took some bread and some wine. He blessed it and he served it to us. He said it was a, a new covenant with his blood. And he said, um, tonight all of you will lose faith in me. I remember thinking right then, lose faith in you? Never. But I didn't say anything. I just sat there. I couldn't just sit there. I had to say something. So I looked at him and I said, Jesus, I love you. You can count on me. Everybody else may fall away, but I will not. You can count on me. He looked at me and he smiled. He said, Peter, you'll deny me three times for tomorrow morning. Ouch. The next thing I knew, we were wrapping things up and we were headed to the garden to pray. Once we got to the garden, um, it's, it just got crazy. Um, Jesus asked Peter, James, and myself to go further in the garden with him and pray, and we did. We tried. We kept falling asleep. Um, Jesus kept waking us up. I remember one time he said, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. That's true. It's all a blur. Uh, and I think this whole mess got started because of Judas. Did he really think what he was doing was right? There. There he is. He's the one you want. The one praying by himself. Now the others, they will come up and try to create some scene. But the one that I kiss on the cheek, that's the one you want. Now, 30 pieces of silver, right? That's what we agreed upon. 30 pieces. Forget about the rest. The one that I kiss on the cheek, that's the one you want. A kiss? Judas betrays Jesus with the kiss of a friend? Uh, and then it, it got crazy. Uh, Peter... Peter grabs a sword and he he cuts off this guy's ear. And Jesus Jesus reached down and picked it up and put it right back on the guy's head as if nothing had happened. And then um, and then they took him. I'd love to tell you that we fought for him but we didn't everyone ran I ran I'm so ashamed what have I done what have I done was I so stupid to think that I've killed him. I've killed him. I've crucified Jesus. 
I crucified Jesus. It's what the crowd wanted, and that's what they got. And personally, I don't feel like that man did anything to deserve that, but I was just a soldier doing my job. When the governor gave his sentence, that's when I would go to work. I loved that job. I felt like I was administering justice every time I nailed someone to a tree. But that man, that man didn't deserve that. Didn't make sense to me. It makes no sense. There I was, rotten in a jail cell, for stealing, murdering. You name it, I've done it. And I knew the next time I stepped foot outside that jail cell, well, and that was it. So the guards, they came and got me, and they put me beside this guy that was beaten to a pulp. Then Governor Pilate started asking the crowd, which one of these men do you want me to set free? I mean, it was obvious. I mean, the crowd, they're going to say, let Jesus go. And then I was going to tell them where they could go. And then the crowd, they started chanting Barabbas. I mean, I mean, they were saying my name. They were saying my name over and over and over again. The guards, they threw me to the crowd, and, and, they, and they took Jesus to Golgotha. I mean, I mean one minute, I, I am a man marked for death, and then the next, I'm, I'm free. It made no sense. So I followed him all the way to Golgotha. I was stationed at Golgotha that day. We just raised the second criminal when they brought him to me. I'll never forget the way he looked. He'd been beaten, spit on, whipped. He was unrecognizable as a man, hideous. What was left of his clothes were stripped off of him and he was thrown down on the cross. That's when I went to work. Generally, when you crucify a man, the first hand is the most difficult. The criminal wants to get away, he fights you. So I would have two soldiers hold him down, but this guy, he didn't put up a fight. I just thought he was exhausted. As an executioner, I've been called every name in the book. I've had men yell at me, plead with me. But I wasn't prepared for that. He looked at us. He looked at me. And he said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. He forgave me. Forgive them. He said, forgive them. Who is he? Forgive. Should have been me up there. I was the one that was supposed to be hanging on that cross. He took my place. Then I looked up, and I remember he took a uh, deep, agonizing breath, and he said, it is finished. And then, he died. Surely. This man was the son of God. Deep stuff.
a lot to think about there just in that video. Um, don't want to lose my coffee mug. It's really coffee, I'm, I'm promised. But gives you a lot to think about. Um, so let's uh, let's open up in a word of prayer just uh, after watching that. Dear Lord, uh, we just come before you now. Uh, we love you, Lord. We thank you for you. Uh, we just thank you for this opportunity uh, to learn more about you, God, to open our hearts to your word, and uh, just to reflect on um, you know what 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 this this time of year is about, and uh, you know what 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 it's all about, God, and what what the purpose is, and and just what you've done for us. And I just uh, just want to thank you, and I uh, pray that you would just uh, just help us to uh, remember remember you more than just once a year, God. I just pray this in your name, Amen. All right, so I have some papers coming around, and I have pens coming around. Um, so let's you can do the awkward pass this around thing. Um, make sure you get one of each of these. One's a flyer. If you have friends that aren't here then you can uh, grab more than one flyer, give them to friends. Uh, we want as many people as can come to uh, come to that. That's for the Newsboys concert. Uh, and we're, it's at Cal U. Um, I've been down to Cal U, but I haven't been on the campus. I've seen it from afar. Um, I know Donnie was at Cal U for a semester, so you know he could probably tell you a little bit about the campus. I know it's really nice. They like did re renovations and stuff, and... You know, it's supposed to be really cool. So it'd be cool just to go down. I kind of, you know, see the campus. I don't know. Has anyone been down to Cal U before? Any Cal U grads? Got a couple? All right. Cal U. Isn't that how the song goes? Do they sing that song down there at Cal U? Cal U. They don't? Oh. Well. It's catchy on the radio. Um, yeah. So, um, obviously, you know, this time of year, um, well, next week, well, yeah, next week is Good Friday. That's on Friday of next week, not tomorrow. Because um, Easter is early this year. So then the next Sunday, after that, not this Sunday, but next Sunday is Easter Sunday. Um, now, before Easter Sunday is Easter Saturday. And here on the hill, on, uh, well, actually, I'm all, I'm all turned around. All right, so... Easter Sunday is not this Sunday, but next Sunday. But on this Saturday, I'm sorry, this Saturday is extravaganza. Um, that's for the kids. I don't know if you know anything about that. Um, but basically, we hide thousands. Well, when you say hide, I mean, I don't mean we're like really hiding them or just throwing them out there. But thousands of Easter eggs for kids in the community. Um, I'm not, I mean, I think pretty much everyone who's uh, volunteered to volunteer has already done that. Um, but if you, you know, maybe you wanted to volunteer, but you missed out, or you can't, but you still like to do something, I know Jenny Hoffman is still looking for a couple more cakes. So I don't know any, anyone out there, you don't have to bake it yourself. Store-bought's okay, as long as it doesn't have nuts in it. Can't have nuts, I guess it'll kill somebody or something. You know, I guess there's allergies. So if you wanted to bring a cake, you could drop it off <coughs> um, Saturday morning or I mean, probably even Friday, they'd probably figure out a thing for it. But, you know, anyone out there, maybe you like to bake, I don't know, or you like to buy, whatever's uh, more convenient for you. But I know Jenny was really set on 70 cakes, and she's right around, like, 60-some, so it's, like, so close. Um, and, like, you can't bring, like, a dozen cupcakes. I mean, that, that's not going to work. I guess they have a cakewalk game. It's, like, musical chairs, and then you win. You get a cake. 
I can imagine a little kid just walking home with a cake. It'd be so exciting as a kid. I'm not huge. I'm more of an ice cream person. If they had an ice cream cake, I would play. Yes. You can do, like, but I guess the kid gets the whole, oh, they don't, okay. So I guess you could bring cupcakes if you wanted to. Thank you for that correction, Verna. Um, So you could bring, like, a dozen cupcakes, or you could go to Sam's and they have, like, 24 cupcakes in a box. That would be really cool for some kid to take home, like, a whole two dozen cupcakes. I don't know. But just to throw it out there, I don't know if you want to help out in any way. Um, I know it would be appreciated. Uh, uh, I know there's some people. Does anyone here know somebody who is sick right now? Just a couple people? More hands? Maybe you are sick right now. (laughs) Gross. Um, But, yeah, there's uh, some kind of sickness going around. There's a virus. A virus going around. Gross. So, um, yeah, so obviously, you know, something's going on. I'm not sick yet. Uh, Hopefully I never get sick. I generally don't catch what's going around. Um, which is, I guess I'm just fortunate, or I'm just like the right, I've got the right genes going on. Yes. Um, so, anyhow, before we get started, um, obviously you can see the title of what we're talking about is Why the Cross. Um, but first, I wanted to tell you about this dream I had. Um, it's really, really interesting. So, in this dream... There is uh, myself, and there is Pastor Ken, and then there is Pastor John Arnold. And we all die. Oh, no one? (laughs) Thank you. Jeez. (laughs) I think somebody cheered in the back. (laughs) Come on, Dave. Dave McKee. Um, So, but we all went to heaven. (laughs) <laughs> all right, very good. You guys are into it. Very good. Um, so we get there, <coughs> pearly gates, just like it says, and we're greeted by by Peter, Saint Peter there, and um, and and we're like, hey Peter, how's it going? You know, hey, we're excited to go into heaven, and he's like, before you go in, you have to do one thing first. See, there's this, there's this, it's like it's like a sinking sand pit. All right. And you have to walk through it before you can go in. You know, this wasn't in the Bible. What, what, what is this about? And you just have to do it. You know, and and he explains it. He says, you know, as frequently as you sinned in your life, you know, you're going to start to sink as you as you keep walking. And all right, well, I just want to go to heaven. So hey, whatever it takes. So I start walking, and and pretty soon I'm like I'm like up to my knees. It's getting harder to walk. And I'm walking, and it's up to my waist. And, and pretty soon, I'm like up to my shoulders here. This is like no good. I'm, I'm kind of concerned. And, and then I think to myself, I wonder how Pastor John Arnold is doing. So I turn. You wouldn't believe it. It's like walking on water. Like sinless perfection coming down the sand pit. I'm, I'm thinking, I mean, I know he's Pastor John. I know he's, you know, he's like the, the you know, the big cheese. He's like Papa John, you know, but I mean, he had, I mean, when he was a kid, he didn't do anything wrong, nothing, not, not a little bit. And then I'm thinking, ah, what about Pastor Ken? And, and I turn and I look and I said, Pastor John, where is Pastor Ken? And he says, Sean, be quiet. 
I'm standing on Ken's head. <laughs> and then I woke up. It was just a dream. Um, didn't actually happen. <laughs> you didn't think so. <laughs> um, very good. So anyhow, uh, as you can see on your paper, did everyone get a paper? Did everyone not get a paper? Who really wanted one? And you said, listen, I really need to fill in these blanks. This is what I'm here for. Uh, all right, everyone has one. Good. Dave, did you get a paper? No one took a paper back to Dave? Some people's kids. It's all right. It's all right. I mean, you know, I mean, it's not like he's actually here. <laughs> There's like, <laughs> he might as well just be watching online, apparently. Um, but uh, as you can see, uh, it's titled, Why the Cross? And, and what I mean by that, what I mean by this question, maybe you've heard it, and I'm sure, I, maybe I've said it myself, um, you, know, you know, that, well, Jesus could have, you know, saved the world. He could have saved us from our sin just by snapping his fingers. I don't know if you've ever heard that before, um, but I know I have. And <coughs> so when I ask this question, you know, is that true? Um, you know, God is all-powerful. And if that is true, why would he do it through this way? You know, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't really make sense um, necessarily, you know, as we, as we think about it. So that's what we're going to look at tonight, um, heading up to Easter, you know, since it's that time of year. So we're going to talk about, you know, we're going to break this question down. Why, why the cross? Why would, why, would he, why would he do that? And I'm prepared. And it works. So, um, that's the title. Very good. Um, pray for Julie, too. She's sick again. But I was able to get motion backgrounds into the songs. Last time, I didn't know what I was doing. This time, I was prepared. I didn't know if you appreciated those, but they're there now. Um, so the first thing on there, why did he save us in the first place? I mean, that, I mean, when you think about the cross and why, why the cross, well, heck, why, why save us in the first place? Um, you know, and, and, and the, the answer, it's pretty simple. Um, it's, you know, when you think about this whole thing, it is what it's really all about. But um, um, there is more to it. But it's simple. You know, God loves us. Very good. Some of you, I guessed it right. I'm a winner. You are a winner. Congratulations. You get a gold star, two brownie points, and... Um, I can't think of anything else obscure. Um, so God, God loves us. Well, you know, how do we know that? What, what's the, what's the most famous verse? I mean, what's the verse that we all know? Right. John 3, 16. Uh, so, well, I see, I knew it was going to happen. John 3, 16. So for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. Um, I'm not sure what version's up there, but mine's correct. So, uh, yeah, I mean, everyone, if you haven't memorized that verse, you're at least familiar with it. And there's a reason why that's the most well-known verse, because it, it just kind of puts it all right in there to, into one sentence. Um, it's, it's the whole gospel message pretty much right there. So, um, you know, that's the, one we, that's the one we all know, and, and it's true. That, that is what Easter is about when God came, um, you know, and, and the video kind of just gave us a whole background of the, the scene leading up to the cross. And, um, but let's look at another verse here. 
Um, you know what? Let's, let's do something. Let's read this together. I know you guys are excellent readers. We have a couple Cal U grads. So um, this is going to be really good. All right. Ready? For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Good job. Very good. That's, that is a lot of stuff. I mean, it's from here to there. You know, it actually kind of reminds me of this song. I don't know if you guys know it. It's like, ain't no mountain high. You guys know that song? Yeah. You want to sing it with me? Sure. Ain't no mountain high enough. Ain't no mountain enough. <laughs> this is like, like one of those really bad Asian karaoke's. <laughs> Because I'm Asian, so I can, I can make Asian jokes. <laughs> um, but you know what? Dan, could we do that next week maybe, or maybe the week after? I, I think I, like, I could... I think I could <laughs> that'd be great. I could, see, um, I could see Kenny, you know, coming. What is going on? You know, Dan, Dan's on stage, you know. You can call me there. You know, it would like with hand, like after seeing him during the dinner theater, I think he could do anything. So uh, I think that would be really good, but maybe not. Um, some say yay, some say nay. Maybe I'll say nay. Um, so, so yeah, that's, <coughs> that's the expanse of God's love. And, we're, you know, tonight we're not going to talk all about God's love because you could talk about it forever. I mean, I can't tell you how many books just keep coming out about God's love. God loves you so much, you know. Uh, crazy love. Uh, I don't know. There's probably more titles you could think of, but I can't think of any right now. But there are a lot out there. Uh, just can't think of any. But yeah, you know, and, and it's it's true. Um, God loves us, and that is why He saved us. You know, I don't know why He loves us. Um, you know, we we think about all the all the crap that we've done. You know, and that's that's what it is. It's just crap. I mean, you know, all the stupid stuff, all the promises, all the things that we said. You know, well, if if this happens, if this, then this. I will do this. You know, I swear, I promise, um, I commit. Um, and then we fail, right? We always we always end up failing failing in the end. But fortunately, God still loves us. Um, so it's okay. It's gonna be okay. Um, now, second thing on there. I want to look at is <coughs> why, why did he have to die? Um, you know, I'm under this preposition that, well, you know, he, you know, he didn't just die for the heck of it. Why, why if, you know, you know, he, he saved us because he loves us. Um, why, why would he have to die? And the simple answer for that is that the cost of sin is great. Um, the cost of sin is great. So, um, you know, when we think, we think about sin, uh, you know, we just think of all the bad things that we do, but we don't really think of what it does. We don't, we, you know, we, we kind of know it's like, well, you know, I shouldn't have done that. And, you know, I'm not quite right with God. And, you know, maybe, you know, I, you know, I, uh, you know, I feel guilty about it, but I mean, do we take it seriously? Do we take sin seriously for, for what it is? Um, you know, was it in Romans six twenty three? Does anyone know? It's a common verse. Steve knows it. 
Let's hear it, Steve. Excellent. Man, just like a Word of Life grad. Look at you. It's your favorite. It, it, hey, you know, I don't know if you have a life verse out there, you know, but hey, that's definitely a good one to have. Yeah, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. So the cost, the cost of sin, the wage of sin is death. And that's not just physical dying, that's spiritual death. Um, we're going to look at another verse here, just talking about the, the cost of death. Uh, it says in Matthew twenty five forty six, Then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. Um, you know, the Bible, you know, it's not just death, it's, it's eternal punishment. It's eternal, it's never ending. And uh, we, don't, we don't always think about it. Um, I don't know, I, I saw this movie a long time ago, it's not accurate at all. Um, it's called uh, Little Nicky. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Some people are laughing. It's okay, you can laugh. It was a comedy, it's okay, it was with Adam Sandler. Um, but basically, he's like one of Satan's sons, and so he like lives in hell, but he's like a really nice guy. And, you know, but they kind of, you know, there's a depiction that like, like at the end of the movie, he's like just hanging out in hell with his friends, you know, and they're like partying, you know, to, I don't know, their hellish music, I guess, but I guess it was, was I don't know. It, it wasn't accurate at all, you know, but I don't know, sometimes we, you know, like maybe you've heard people say, you know, well, I'd rather, um, I'd rather party in hell than, you know, go to heaven or something, or I'd rather, you know, you know, I'd rather be with my friends in hell. And get it. Well, you know, it's not like, you know, sometimes we think of, uh, we think of some, maybe people think of it as like the game of life. Who here has played the board game of life? I, I don't love that game, but um, I mean, I'll play it. My wife really likes that game, and so that's why I play it. Um, and I don't mind playing because I usually win. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what it means to win at the game of life. Really, there's, you know, part of it is because there's just not much that you do. I mean, you... In the beginning, you make a couple decisions. You go to college or you don't go to college. You get like $100,000 in debt. You know, and this game was made a while ago, so this is a pretty progressive game. Um, and, you know, hopefully you get a good job, you know, and then you end up getting a split-level house, you know. And um, basically, you just hope you don't land on anything bad. <laughs> and then at the end of the game, you have a choice. Now, if you're the winner, now the winner has the most money. This is what board games are teaching people, or you know, even children. If you're the winner, if you have the most money at the end of the game, um, you get to you get a choice. You get to go to two places. There's millionaire estates is the one, and then the other one is like it's like Green Acres. So like there's like a hundred acres or some kind of. It's like it sounds like both of them sound good. Like even if you lose, I mean, I remember we get to the end and we're like. I don't want to go to Millionaires. I want to go to this Acres place. They have a lake. Like, there's on the board, there's a lake. And I was like, that looks nice. You know, so, but when people die, it's not like that. It's not like, you know what? You know, ah, oh, if you're the winner, you just go to Millionaire Estates. But if you lose, it's not too bad. You go to this other resort. It's not quite as nice. But, you know, it's, uh, it's close to it. And it's not like that at all. Uh, we're talking about eternal punishment. Um, and you're talking about pain, suffering. Um, the Bible actually talks about, you know, gnashing of teeth. I don't know if you know what gnashing of teeth is, like clenching your teeth, you know, until they, they just wear away. You know, I don't know what, that, what kind of pain that would cause that, but um, it'd have to be pretty great. Um, but, you know, a lot of us here, you know, hopefully, hopefully you're a Christian, hopefully you're a Christ follower, and, and um, so as a Christ follower, you don't have to worry about eternal punishment, and, and that's good, but, I mean, that's great, that's awesome. But 
unfortunately, sometimes then sin or the problem of sin doesn't, doesn't feel as much of a problem because you're not worried about eternal punishment. Now, you know, as a Christian, you know that you're not supposed to do this, that, you know, you should be a good example. Um, but we're going to look more, you know, at this cost of sin. You know, what, what, are, what are some of the costs? What are some of the pitfalls that we're looking at here? Um, so some things that sin will always do. Um, number one, sin will always take us farther than we intended to go. Um, as I was kind of thinking about what I was you know, going to say tonight, um, that's just something that really stuck out to me. When you, know, when we're, when you think about sin um, you know, and, and what gets you into sin, I don't know what, what sin you're battling with or you know, if, if you're battling with anything. This one's empty. This one's full. Um, I don't know, <laughs> it's magic, um, I don't know what sin, you know, maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe you feel like you're not battling with any sin. I, if, if you, if you feel that way, maybe you're just battling with denial, I, you know, but, I mean, I feel like, I mean, everyone struggles, you know, you know, maybe not everyone has a thing, but we all struggle every day, you know, to, I mean, it feels like it, to, li- you know, to do everything that we, we can to do a godly life, and, you know, I don't know if you've ever been in that place. I know I have where, um, I think I put the quote on there. It says, temptation plus time equals sin. And I heard that from somewhere, and uh, it really stuck out to me, and uh, I don't think I'll ever forget it, um, you know, because it just makes so much sense. Uh, maybe maybe you've sat there. Temptation's right there. You know, you you have the choice. And you sit there, and you just think about the choice. You, you know, and, and initially you say, I'm not going to do it, but the longer that you spend this time that you invest in temptation, eventually, eventually, you're just going to do it. That's why the Bible is so strong, and it's so, um, you know, it's so evident. It says you know, that we need to run from, run from temptation. Now, is it a sin to be tempted? No, it's not. I mean, in fact, Jesus was tempted. <laughs> um, you know, so it's not a sin to be tempted. It's a sin to fall into temptation. But, um, so, here we are, and you know, if, you know, what, what started out as something small, you know, becomes greater and greater, and it snowballs, you know, and that's, that's the number one thing that you, if you can remember anything, one thing tonight, just, you know, it'll always take you farther than you intended to go, you know, how many times, you know, you know somebody, and, you know, it all just crashes, it all comes down, and they're just thinking, what, how did I get here, what the heck happened, you know, and they're, and they're you know, and it all started somewhere, you don't, you don't know where the breakdown was, you know, necessarily, you know, but somewhere, you know, people allow sin, you know, whether it's small, you know, unnoticeable, uh, it just builds. And, and next thing you know, you know, you're, you're rock bottom. You're somewhere where you never intended to be. Um, you know, so when you talk about the cost of sin, just on you personally, um, you know, it's, it's not even, not, not worth the risk. Um, I don't know you know, what pressures people are on. I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I was really fortunate. I grew up in the church, and I've just spent so much time being up here that I'm not, like, so some of, like, like, like I never, I never stayed on campus for college. I, um, I was always off campus, and, and I was always, you know, in an environment. Like, I was at Word of Life, so I'm not worried about the party environment at Word of Life. That's, that's a given. But even when I was at CCAC, at CAC, as they call it, um, they, you know, I, I didn't get caught up with anything there because I was, you know, I was living at home. And then any other day of the week when I wasn't at school or work, I was doing stuff at church. 
And so, like, I just didn't get caught up in, in a party scene or any of that kind of stuff. So that wasn't a temptation for me necessarily, but, you know, it is for other people. Um, you know, and that's just, you know, one thing to get caught up in. Um, but, you know, it's real easy. It's peer pressure, you know, and that's what they call it. You know, it's, you know, and I understand that. Um, I had a friend when I was in middle school, and he used to get me to do stupid stuff all the time. You know, and I guess I was really competitive, so I'd do it. Um, we used to just, like, uh, what's it, what's it? Well, I'll tell you this one story. We were, uh, there, there's a crab apple tree, and there's this guy, and he built this, like, nice deck on his back porch. And so it's, like, kind of dark out, and we're kind of in the woods. And this guy, he's, like, walking to go inside his house. He goes inside, and we start throwing crab apple trees at the back of his house. You know, and we think it's funny. As middle schoolers, this is how we entertain ourselves. You know, we bam, you hear his loud, and then we duck in the bushes. And then he, like, come, you know, he's, like, looking outside. Just like, what was that? You know, and so we go get more crab apples. Come back. My friend throws one. I throw one. He throws one. And I, I, I take one. I always throw it as hard as I can. I don't know why. I'm just competitive. I throw it as hard as I can. And all of a sudden, I just hear, Arr! and I nailed this dog in right in the head. It just fell over. I, we ran. I felt so bad. I mean, I, I did feel bad. I, didn't, I don't think I killed the dog, but I did never see it again. But <laughs> I... Um, you know, and, and that was something where, you know, listen, you know, there was a kid, he was, he was a bad influence on me, and, and, but, and I admit that now, but, you know, it's, you know, he was, he's living in my neighborhood, so that was my friend, I mean, that was the closest person to hang out with and do stuff with, other than, you know, like, my older sister, and, you know, so, we, we, um, yeah, so we, we go do stupid stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, it just built up. And I never got, like, fortunately, all the stupid stuff we did, I never, like, got caught in the sense that, you know, I never, like, you know, like police never came into my house or anything like that. So I was really fortunate. <laughs> but, you know, that was, you know, it's just, you know, it's, hey, that was wrong. Definitely shouldn't have done it. Um, and it was a building thing, you know, that, you know, is first time he had me, you know, we're doing something. And, I don't know, it was like, oh, throw this, you know, little pebble. You know, next thing it was like, you know, throw this rock. And next thing we're like shooting BB guns. And, you know, and I don't know. But, yeah, it just builds. And, you know, it becomes more and more acceptable to do certain things. So, you know, if I would circle that, underline that, draw a smiley face, asterisk, whatever. You know, sin will always take you farther than what you intended to go. Um, All right, second thing. Um, invariably, it, sin will always expose someone else to danger or hurt. Uh, we don't. We don't always. Uh, we don't always think about what the effect is is going to be on other people. Um, generally, a lot of the most of the time, when people choose, you know, to do something wrong, um, it's generally something that they initially thought wouldn't hurt anyone else. You know, what, you know, it's do this or do that. They didn't. They didn't say, I know this is going to hurt somebody, and so I'm going to do it. If Generally, if people knew, I mean, most people aren't malicious out there where they want to go out and beat people and hurt people and, you know, run people over. But, you know, I mean, there are some, some, some wackos out there, absolutely. But um, maybe there's some here tonight. I don't know. But, you know, generally, it, it doesn't start out that way. But, you know what? Whenever you sin, it always affects somebody else. Um, you know, I, I mean, how, I, I didn't, I was going to look up statistics, you know, or, any, or numbers or something, you know, but how many people, you know, 
are out there that have been hit by drunk drivers. You know, I mean, that's that's like a, a real easy one to pick out. You know, somebody who they didn't intend to kill anybody. It was, you know, it wasn't wasn't on purpose, but you know, it was here they are. You know, they decided to do something that not a good idea. But you know, always someone else gets hurt. But maybe maybe it's something else. Maybe you know, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe you uh, you go out and um, I don't know. Let's say let's say you know example someone gets pregnant you know it was you know you did something you shouldn't have done it's out of wedlock and and then next thing you know you know your family's taking care of you and you know like you have to rely on you know other people because you know you're trying to juggle you know things that you never thought you know you're gonna have to juggle you know and that's that's really common in this society uh, i know our high school uh went to silver ring thing a couple weeks weeks ago it's a program for um you know teens and they talk about purity, and they also talk about, you know, how you can be pure even if, you know, you've made mistakes before. You can be pure from that day on, um, which is really good, too. Because even if you had made mistakes, right back to point one, God loves us. And uh, God will forgive you no matter what. Um, but, you know, as you think of sin, um, listen, it will always affect somebody else. It's, it's, you know, it's not all about you. And, and believe it or not, you matter to people. Uh, there are people that care about you. You may not think about it, um, but what you do affects others. So, you know, next time you think about, you know, well, I'm just going to do this, you know, nobody knows, no one's going to know about it. No one's going to get hurt. Listen, you don't know that. Um, in fact, you can pretty much know that quite the opposite. Somebody else will get hurt, you know, and, you know, back to what we said, you know, it'll take you farther than, than where you're meant to go. And, that, and that's where it happens. You're like, how'd this happen? Where where how did they get here um yeah so now number three on here make sin will always make repentance harder big word repentance but it's good it's a good word i'm gonna put my phone on here so i know what time it is um last night i downloaded a brand new alarm clock because i have this thing where i will snooze and then I'll hit my snooze again. I have like five alarms set on my phone. And um, I, it, I don't know, it's because, I don't know, I just keep hitting the snooze button. And, and it's funny thing is I don't remember doing it. I'll wake up and I'll be late and I'll be like, I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't turn my clock off once, you know. But apparently I did it like five times because I have all these, um, all these things. And I'm just going to play this. This is my ringtone for... Isn't that like the most annoying ringtone ever? <laughs> so I'm jamming to that like five times in the morning. I don't know how Lindsay doesn't like just punch me in the face. <laughs> I don't hear. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like button. I'm like, where's the button? You know, and I mean, I could hide the thing and I still, I don't know, I still do it in my sleep. So anyhow, I downloaded this, this new alarm clock. And I'm going to try it out and see. Basically, you can um, you have to do math problems to turn it off. Um, you know, so hopefully, so hopefully I wake up beca- you know, in order to do the, 
Yeah, um, like you can set it easy to hard. I only I tried one easy one on the bus just to see it. It was like seven plus nine, you know. And even then, I'm like still kind of half awake on the on the on the trolley, and I'm like sixteen, <laughs> and I'm like, where's the one? Because <laughs> you have to, you know, it's like, like a, it's like a calculator. So <laughs> I'm gonna try that out. So we'll see how that goes. But and you can set how many problems. I don't know what hard actually is. I don't know if it's like you know trigonometry or something. You know, uh, you've seen me trying to wake up, and I got my graphing calculator out, and, <laughs> you know, with the square root of the high, you know, what I mean, like, I'd be calling Dan, hey, Dan, you're a mathematician, you know, and <laughs> he'll be busy doing his P90X, he'll be like, what? But, I don't know, so we'll see how that works, that has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but I was, gonna, I wanted to see, make sure that I stay on time, and uh, I thought of that, um, so hopefully I'll be a more on-time person. Not that I'm usually late. I just set so many alarms that I can guarantee, not guaranteed, but I haven't been, um, I haven't missed work. Like when I, I used to work at a Walmart and I had to be there at five. And sometimes I'd wake up at nine in the morning. I'm four hours late for my shift. I'm like, do I even call when you're four hours late? Uh, hey, I'm, I'm going to be late to work today. Or, hey, I'm calling off. I will not be there. Um, yeah, we noticed. <laughs> Thanks for letting us know. But, I mean, that's what happens when you're, when, like, that's your shift. You work five to two, and you have to be there, you know, you, you oversleep. Oh, well, <laughs> at least I'm in, up in time for breakfast, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, <coughs> anyhow, yeah, this third point here, make repentance harder. So we're talking about repentance. What does it mean to repent? And the official meaning of that word is that you have a change of mind. Um, so when, when we talk about repenting to God, you know, generally people think of praying and like apologizing. Um, well, it's not really apologizing. Um, you know, it's not saying, God, I'm sorry. Um, in order for you to actually be truly repentant, you, you have to have a change of mind. You not only say, God, I did this, you know, like whenever you, um, whenever you admit sin to God, you know, God's like, I cannot, God's not going to be like, I cannot believe you did that. I cannot believe you said what you said. You know, God knows what you do. He's God. You know, so we're obviously, it's not you telling him. Um, it's you admitting to God that what you did was wrong. Because, you know, generally we do it and, you know, either you just don't want to admit that it's wrong or, you know, you're fighting against it. You're saying, you know, you know, I want to do this. I deserve to do this. Maybe he said, well, in my case, it's okay. You know, it's real easy to make exceptions for ourselves. Um, you know, we, we kind of, you know, I don't know if you, it's like reading between the lines or redefining it based on our situation. Um, it's really easy to do. Um, but guess what? You know, it's, hey, it is what it is. So when we're repenting to God, you have this change of mind. You're not only admitting to what is wrong, but you're saying, you're, you're making a change to not do it anymore. Repentance requires change. And uh, last time I got to speak, I talked exclusively about change. Um, but, you know, so I think I talked about it a little bit before. But, um, yeah, so but when, when you continue to sin, and the more you, you get on this path of sin, and, and it gets deeper and deeper, and you're getting to this, this point where, you know, you're just digging, digging yourself in a deeper ditch, um, it becomes harder. Not only because your heart is just hardened, um, you don't want to admit it. Um, 
you know, you, you, you feel it's more and more of this, it's, a, it's okay, it's accepted. Uh, maybe there's a decision, maybe, um, maybe there's a sin in your life that you've been doing for so long that you are just no longer, you no longer even feel convicted about it. You know, maybe I've heard people say, you know, say this, this phrase that like, well, I don't feel convicted about it, so it must not be a sin. And, that, and that's not true. Um, you, know, just, you know, just because you don't feel convicted does not mean that it is not a sin. It, you know, I don't, have you ever heard of, I mean, obviously you guys heard of diabetes, you know, but if you have extreme diabetes, they start to lose feeling, right? They start to lose feeling in their, in their fingertips and like in their toes. And, you know, their toes can actually like fall off and stuff. Uh, that's pretty gross. But, hey, it, it's happened. I know. And uh, not my toes. I haven't fallen off. But <laughs> um, And I don't have diabetes yet. Yet. Seems like everyone's going to have it or something. <coughs> but, um, so, you know, and I think of it like that. You know, your conscience, you know, your your moral guideline. You know, if, if you if you continue to live in sin and you continue to do the same sin over and over and initially what felt wrong now begins to feel okay initially you know what you knew you you knew wasn't right you know now it's well it's not that bad and you you become less sensitive to it you know they you know they talk about in the bible you know it's you know it's like searing your conscience you know it's um you know, like people who have extreme diabetes like that, they could put their hand on something hot and not even know that they're burning themselves. And it's the exact same way here. Um, you know, if if you are just continuing down, you know, a sinful lifestyle, then I mean, pretty soon you're, you're not even going to recognize, you know, what the light, right lifestyle was in the first place. You know, so see, these are some of the costs of sin. When you think about, you know, what, what sin will do, even if you're a Christian, you know, you're not necessarily worried about the eternal, you know, effects of what sin will do. Um, listen, I mean, even sin can still ruin, you know, a Christian life. Because, you know, you know, eternity doesn't begin when you die. Eternity is today. What you do in life echoes in eternity. And, you know, every, t- every day that you waste on, you know, stupid stuff, you know, stuff that's a waste of time, you know, I, I don't... I don't know. I mean, I waste time, too. I mean, I play video games. I, I know it's a waste of time. Um, it, I mean, I, I guess it's okay. You know, everyone has their thing they do, like, to just, like, kind of zone out. I mean, that's what I kind of <coughs> call it. Because, you know, whether you're watching TV, um, unless you're watching the Bible, what's it called? The Bible experience? Just the Bible? It's just Unless you're watching the Bible. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, it's... I mean, generally, overall, it's a waste of time, right? Um, I mean, there's shows I, I like to watch. I, I used to watch The Office all the time, and I, I still probably would if it was like, if I could, but I, I can't right now, so it's okay. Um, I, I, I don't know, there's other shows I used to watch. I used to watch 24. Um, it was great. I love 24. I'm waiting for the next season. I think it's going to happen. They're supposed to make a movie, but it's never going to happen. I don't know. They're... They, they talked about it, and I don't know. I'm, I don't know if you guys are familiar with 24, but I love 24. You should check it out. It's not biblical, though, so maybe you shouldn't. But all these things are a waste of time, you know, and, and though, you know, it's, it's basically you sitting there letting your brain do nothing, um, yeah, whether it's playing a video game or watching TV or, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever you do. Maybe, like my dad... It's funny, he, after work, he'd come home, 
we had this big fish tank, like a 110-gallon fish tank. And he used to sit there and just watch the fish with my cat. My cat would sit there with him, and they would just watch the fish together. He just loved, he loved the, like, clean fish tank. Um, I don't know. You have nice fish tanks, right, Josh? Yeah, I mean, you, you ever just sit there and watch your fish? You know, and it's okay. I mean, you know, I mean, as long as you don't do that for hours, I guess, you know, I mean, eventually that could, I don't know if that would be a sin, but maybe, or a sinful lifestyle. You know, I can't imagine watching into like a recovery group or something, you know. I watch fish. Uh, what? I'm an alcoholic. Your problem's watching fish? Uh, but, you know, all these things that we do to waste time. And, you know, you know, but the, the cost of sin is just so great. And, and what it really comes down to, here's what it is. Because uh, we're back way, to this, way back to this question that we originally started with. Why the cross? And then why he had to die? It's, it's really simple. Because you, um, you know, you owe this debt. And, and it's, what, 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 did, what did that verse say? It's eternal punishment. That's the debt that you owe. Eternal punishment. And so if Jesus didn't come, why, why couldn't Dan Fritz die for the sins of the world? You know, well, listen, Dan's a great guy, but guess what? He's just like us. He's not perfect. He might be slightly above the rest, but he's not perfect, you know, and we all struggle. And, and so Dan can only die for his own sins because he can only pay, he already has his own debt he has to pay for. God, when Jesus came... He was sinless perfection, all right? He had never committed a sin. Um, and, you know, what we think about eternal punishment, well, in order to pay for eternal punishment, you have to have an eternal sacrifice. And that's what Jesus was, an eternal sacrifice. And that, that's the only way you can cover that debt. Um, you know, so, and that kind of that kind of covers, you know, we, we talked about why, why he saved us in the first place, because he loves us. Why he died? Why he had to die? Why, you know, why he just wasn't a snap of his fingers? Well, in order to pay for an eternal debt, you have to have an eternal sacrifice. You know, in the Old Testament, they used to uh, sacrifice lambs, and um, I, I remember I had this teacher, and he was talking about it, and he kind of described it like they take this lamb, and it's like their pet at home, and they like name it, and then like, then, but then they have to take it for sacrifice. Sounds kind of cruel, and weird, but. You know, I bet you it meant a lot more. Um, you know, here's this thing. It's almost like a pet, you know, and, you know, probably playing with it. And, you know, but then, you know, you have to take it and sacrifice. But, and that sacrifice was only a covering. They had to sacrifice all the time, you know. And it was because, you know, lamb may not have done anything wrong, but it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't cover an eternal debt. Um, we used to joke around with my sister. She used to have a pet snake. And um, uh, she had, so she fed it live mice. I don't know if you ever had a pet snake or something like that, but you have to feed it. Um, well, I guess you can buy frozen ones too, I guess. But she had, so we would always joke with her. We would always uh, name her mice. We're like, oh, Snowball. What are you going to do with Snowball? You're going to feed Snowball to the snake? You know, make her feel bad about it. Fluffy? You know, because they're, they're cute little mice. I don't know if I could do it. I mean, I guess you do. I don't know. Uh, I was just thinking about it because Brandon Hoffman, had got a snake, and so, um, you know, but hey, that's, that's how it works. That's what they eat. So, you know, but I just was thinking of that, you know, same context. Um, so here we are, and, you know, now now we come to the point where 
we say, all right, you know, he died. He, he died because he loves us. He died because, you know, we owed an eternal debt that only, you know, an eternal person <laughs> could, could cover. You know, but why did he die on the cross? You know, of, of all ways to die, why couldn't, you know, I mean, I guess they didn't have drive-by shootings back then or something. You know, I mean, I guess it could be like a chariot and like a bow or something. I mean, it could happen. I don't know if they, maybe they had that back then. Um, I don't know if they had shady neighborhoods. I, I guess they would have shady neighborhoods back then. I don't know what they would be called. It wouldn't be called Mount Oliver, but they'd be called like the Mount of Olives, maybe. <laughs> Dude, he's from the Mount of Olives. We'll call it Mount Oliver. It could happen. But um, wh- why the cross? You know, of all, wa- of all ways to die. Um, <coughs> you know, when... Um, I, I, I don't know how many of you have ever seen um, the movie The Passion of the Christ. Um, I've only seen it once. I've only seen it one time, and then I, I've seen it. People have, like, showed certain clips from it. Um, it's really hard to watch. Um, and, like, I don't own it. You know, I, I thought about I, I didn't bring it with me tonight or anything like that. Um, but um, I only saw it once. I only saw it in theaters. And um, I don't, anyone who's, who's seen it, it's not easy to watch. Um, I mean, it's, it's, really, it's a really dramatic portraying of the crucifixion of Christ. And, and uh, you know, so it's, it's really hard to watch. It's very realistic. It's very gruesome. Um, <coughs> but also, unfortunately, it's very accurate. Um, you know, now... I mean, the movie's been out for so long. I mean, I, I think I saw it for $5 in the in the $5 bin at Walmart. Um, you know, but, you know, it's kind of weird to think about. But, I mean, I'm okay with it because that just means that more people can buy it at a cheaper price. I mean, it's okay. I mean, it's not like God was seeing the $20 compared to the 5 I mean, he's not, God's not making money off this movie. Um, but, yeah, it's really hard to watch. And and so when we think about, as we as we continue with this question here, why the cross? You know, well, God... God saved us because he loves us, um, period. Um, you know, why did he die? Because the cost of sin is great. Um, you know, eternal punishment needs an eternal sacrifice. Um, the last thing here, you know, why the cross? Why would he die on the cross? Well, I think it's, I think it's because to show us what we're saved from. You know, when we were talking about eternal punishment, eternal pain, um, I mean, there's, you could probably maybe think of, you know, or there probably has been conceived more painful ways to die, but to an extent. But really, I mean, especially for the time period, I mean, the cross, crucifixion is one of the most painful ways that you could die. <coughs> and I think it's just, you know, I think part of it is just, it's a portraying of what, what we are saved from. I mean, not just the physical pain, but, you know, it came to a point where, you know, what did Jesus say? He said, Father, why, why have you forsaken me? Why have you abandoned me? You know, and, you know, because basically, you know, God turns his face off of him because Jesus became sin for us. And, and it's that separation that's, that's the, real, the real punishment. And, but, we, you know, it's hard to fathom what, what that feeling is. Um, all we can see is the pain. But I think the pain is just enough, you know. And so when, when you think of why he died on the cross in this way, you know, I think, you know, part of it, at least, is just a, a thought, a reminder, a showing of what you are saved from. You know, I, I can't, I can't think or imagine what hell is actually like. Um, I mean, the Bible is 
doesn't talk a lot about it, but you know, it, if I mean, it's I mean, it's way worse than what even what the crucifixion was, what the cross is, and and we're talking about eternal punishment, never ending. I think one of the worst things of hell is just hopelessness. Um, you know, the the fact of knowing that it would never end. I can't, you know, it's it's. It's it's unimaginable. I mean, at least for me. I don't know about you. Um, I mean, I guess I could imagine it, but it wouldn't even be, you know, what's the point? Um, you know, so, um, you know, it's, and it's, it's a lot to think about. You know, Easter is always a time, you know, of just, you know, thinking about what Christ has done. And, and I feel like there's not, <coughs> you know, there's not, not a lot of new information. You know, as I was Looking at this, I, I didn't say, you know, what's new about the cross? Nothing, nothing new. Nothing's changed about it, you know. But I do, you know, as I read the Bible more and more, um, you know, and I, and I study, and it's not, I find that it's, I don't gain the most from gaining knowledge. What I find is that I gain the most when I just gain perspective. You know, I gain, pers- you know, I see something in a different light. And that's where I really, I'm like, wow, I never thought of it like that. Um, you know, so as as you think about, you know, coming up to Easter, actually to Good Friday, I mean, Easter is the celebration, it's the Resurrection Day. Uh, as um, If you're up here and you see Iris Siebel, tell him Happy Resurrection Day. He told me that years ago, he's like, it's, he, he like only calls it that. And, um, you know, so you'll just, you'll just get a big grin on his face if you see him and you tell him that. So, um, but hey, I mean, I agree with him, I just... I just slip and call it Easter sometimes. Just not in front of him. I always remember him. I see Ira. Happy Resurrection Day. But, yeah, here we are. Um, and there's not much you can do. about. I mean, we can pray and I can thank God, but it will never be enough. There's just not much that we can do. Um, I mean, there's nothing that we can do that you would even remotely qualify as a, gen- as a good enough thank you to God for that. But, you know, what you can do is you can you know, live a godly life. You can choose to thank God, you know, with what you do. I mean, it's easy to thank God right now, this time of year, with a prayer, with your words, you know, but how are you really going to thank God? Thank God with your life. You know, we're, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. So, you know, just pick the day that you have, that you know you have, and that's today. And uh, think of what you're going to do to thank God, um, you know, with, with your actions. Um, we're going to watch a... Um, a quick little music video, and then right after that, we're gonna we're gonna sing a song, and then we'll, <coughs> we'll close with prayer. Um, but I just want to thank you guys for coming out tonight, and um, I just uh, just appreciate you guys being here. I know you guys are coming from jobs and from school, and you know all these things. You're tired, and now you got to hear me talk about stuff and my dreams, and you know maybe I'll think of a new dream. You know, have a better. I used to have, I had this dream once about a um, a gorilla fish that played basketball. I don't know if they have those at Wet Pets, but I'm going to check it out sometimes. Um, see if they have, maybe Josh will have one for me. But uh, let's, let's watch this, uh, this video. Just 
This is kind of a last minute 